Uh, welcome to the latest Fearless and Devotion and a Happy New Year. I just want to mention the Fat Ball first, uh, our brilliant sponsors. Um, Tim, is I keep seeing I keep seeing adverts for the Buck. Um, is it a new Rich Watkin venture? And if so, is it in town or is it a bit further afield? No, it's in Bangor on Dee. It's in Bangor on Dee. Legendary, the Buck in Bangor on Dee. So yes, that is another one to add to the um, um, the, the portfolio of Bardon Rich. Um, PLC or uh, Incorporated or whatever corporation they put after their title. So good luck to them. I'm sure they'll be fine, especially all the race goers in that neck of the woods. So yes. Yep. Collect the set. Um, talking about sets, our home form is still pretty brilliant. Um, what an exhilarating match after about 41 minutes uh, it was today. Tim, you were there, your initial sort of thoughts. It was just mad, mad. I mean, I was thinking about this before. Like our home form over the past two and a half years has to be up there with the best in Europe, if not world football. I don't want to stretch it too much, but I mean, we're so good at home. And and that said, the first 44, 45 minutes today, we were just a bit uh, insipid and it was just pass, pass, but not much in the way of movement or any cutting edge. And, you know, as Boreham Wood and so many teams have, have have learned, don't don't bloody poke the Wrexham bear pit with a stick early doors because it will come to bite you on the ass. And we blew them away in that weird period of of added time, forty minutes added time that did us the world of good, and it was a massive issue for them because they were in the ascendancy really, and after that it just disrupted their flow massively, um, destabilised them and, and gave us the leg up and. What a mad! If you'd have told me, like, literally after forty minutes we'd be three one up at half time, I would have said you were mental because it didn't look like that at all. So to to do what we did, almost like a, a I suppose the Americans would call it a power play or something. I don't know, but it was clutch, just a clutch play. What's clutch, that? Are we bringing that in? Uh, so yeah, I'm just absolutely buzzing because I didn't see that after after the initial first half display, and then obviously the goals are brilliant, and, and obviously Fletcher wraps up his hat trick later on and. Yeah, just really good second half and a bit of a buffer in third to fourth place and hot on the heels of Stockport and Mansfield. What a time. What a start to the to the new year. Yeah, a good Michael Buffer there between us and us and fourth. Roost um, Buffer. Uh, look, I mean, as soon as, as soon as they scored early doors, I thought we were in for a really tough time because I was looking at their back three and they were so tight. They weren't giving us any space. Their, their midfield were dropping deep. I couldn't really see us us, us working through, but I think I think Fletcher was the difference, really. I was just reading a load of tweets from people saying, Molly and Fletcher can't play together. <laughs> As I, I was one of them. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I jokingly said to someone, I mean, surely that's the slowest strike force since Gold Amateo and Kwame Thomas, like half joking. <laughs> but I, in my head, the last time we saw him start was at Bradford. Yeah, and he wasn't on it, but I don't think he was fully fit. He wasn't like fully match fit. Um, and today, I mean, he just showed why he's a seasoned international. He's played at a high level for most of his career. Um, we'll forgive the fact he was born in Shrewsbury, but he's just got himself another starting spot for for that game, which will come to shortly. Yeah, definitely. Um, Liam, you're sort of looming over us like like a meerkat. Um, and rather than your normal haunched, um, haunched position. Um, can Fletcher be the difference for us this season? Just looking at some of the touches, some of the link-up play was just, just absolutely fantastic. There was always that, that question mark, could he last the whole game? Well, he proved today that he could. And is, that, is this really the time for him to, to, to shine now? I hope so, yeah, because the, me and the, you know, the lads that sit around us, we were just looking at each other in disbelief as those goals were rolling in at some time, just that he just oozes class. And when I saw his name on the team sheet, I was like, mm, okay, I, I quite like having him in the impact sub role because he's been so effective from that. And I'm like, 
you know, he's been injured. Do you take something away slightly by the fact we're playing him a full game? And there was a few times in the first 40 minutes or so when he was playing quite clever flicks and stuff, but it wasn't really coming off. Um, and I think I might have commented about that literally seconds before he scored the first goal. So it just goes to show, you know, give players a bit of time. Um, I think also pleasing was the way he linked up with Mullin as well. I think sometimes I'm thinking of the likes of the Walsall game. Mullin looked quite isolated up front. Um, I think Fletcher, they started playing a lot closer together as the half wore on, linking up really nicely. And Mullin looked better for it as well. So that's got to be a massive plus for us. Yeah, it's game intelligence, I think, with those two. They're both very smart footballers and I think they're able to sort of see what the game needs and, and adapt to that. And, you know, that salvo at, at the end of the half just blew everyone away, not, not least not least uh, our friends from Britain's longest cul-de-sac. Um, Tim, I just want to talk about the midfield. Is that our best midfield at the moment? I mean, Gorgeous George came in. I thought he was fantastic. Um, there's maybe, maybe a shout that Jones starts in there, but, you know, as a midfield with a little bit of everything, you know, George breaking it up and 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 doing it simple, Cannon breaking the lines and Lee just being Lee, is that the best we've got so, uh, at the moment? Yeah, I think it's what the best of what we've got at the moment, for sure. Can it be improved? Of course it can. What can't be improved? There's just elements uh, of that midfield at first which was annoying me because I thought, found Lee like quite far on the left rather than being more central. And I wasn't really sure... I wasn't quite having the impact he, he had. And he, he sort of grew into the game, um, as did most of the players, to be honest. But yeah, George Evans was just unbelievably good. So good. Just adds balance and drive and just got the vision as well. I thought he was great. Um, and it is the best that we got. Cannon, brilliant. Again, you know, another another solid 7, 8 out of 10. Really on it. Um, so it is the best of what we got at the moment. Do we still need somebody in there that can maybe add a bit more pace. We keep coming back to pace because obviously Walsh are out in spades and we, we don't really have have that much pace in the squad. So I think we do need maybe somebody in there that can add a bit more uh, zip to the uh, to the attack as well. But on the whole, delighted. And I forgot to mention that, that was, I read somewhere that that was Stephen Fletcher's first ever hat-trick in English football. Um, and it was his 400th Football League appearance or, or 400th appearance in in, in British football, like something like that. Um, just mad, mad. But yeah, sorry about going back to Fletcher. But yeah, 100%, that is our best midfield at this present moment in time. Um, let's talk about McLean, uh, Liam. Um, I wish he could... He, he seemed such a slow starter in games. And I was saying this... I was saying this um, against Walsall where he, where he gets caught out, but he really seems to grow into them, doesn't he? And, and I think in the second half, obviously he was right in front of you, um, he, he seemed he seemed electric, really. He seemed he seemed to ooze class, really. Yeah, he, the thing with him as well is he sort of you know when you're in a in a battle, I think he's exactly the sort of player that you want. And you know today was sometimes it was by accident. You know, you had the two players going down for the best part. Uh, we had 25 minutes added on between the two halves, um, but it was getting a bit niggly in the first half. You know, there's a bit of an edge to it. They were taking their time. It's winding things up. And I think that sort of game, that sort of atmosphere suits James McLean down to a tee. Um, but yeah, first half, I wasn't particularly convinced. I know you've asked the question before, is he a left wing back? And I, I think it's, you know, I know we took the piss, but it's a valid, it's a valid question. Um, but yeah, as the game wore on, he, he just grew into it, albeit with that risk that you often think he's not far away from a red card. There was one challenge, I think, particularly in the first half, where you thought on another day he could have gone for that. But again, he flew, really... he flew into that. He flew into it. He really did. He won the ball, but another referee could have seen that and gone, right, you're out of control there. Uh, even yeah. though you have won the ball, you you have clipped the man. So, yeah, I, I think when we signed him, we always knew that there was there was that danger. But, you know, do you know, do you know Mark, mate, we're used to playing with 10 men. We do it every other week. So, yeah. And the thing I'll say about the um, the head clash in the second half is I, I was surprised the referee gave a free kick because to me it was just two players going in for an honest 50-50 challenge and it was you know really, really unfortunate that the lad um, got stretched off. But 
I think the reason why people were wondering if he was going to get sent off was because the free kick was given, but it didn't really make sense, much sense to me in that yeah. regard. There was a lot of their players were talking to the referee for a long time, trying to convince them. But then I could see Mendy coming on soon after just so that you avoid that risk because I think he was a marked man after that. Yeah, just to just to say, um, I've just had been on the Barrow, uh, the Barrow Twitter feed now, and it seems like both the fellows who were injured are out of hospital now. Uh, so I think it's Worrell who who went down first, and the lad who replaced him was it? What was his name? Um, Luke, uh, Lucas Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think Worrell was taken to hospital, but has been released and is now on his way home. So that that's good because that was really scary. I mean, it must be the longest wrestling game ever. Um, because we were down for a good 15, 16 minutes uh, treating treating him, but and it didn't seem, you know, he didn't seem to be moving for for a lot of it. But I'm just glad to say that he is he is well now. Um, promotion race and where where we sort of are now. Now we said we had that we had that little bit of buffer. Um, where are the threats coming from? Do you do we think that Barrow can mount a serious threat from what we've seen? Today, Tim, you're shaking your head, so I'm going to come to you first. I just uh, think it's not Barrow. Where where is the other threat for this this third place going to come from? You know what? It's it's a difficult one because I I think I think Mil- Milton Keynes Dons are, are creeping again, but they're still ten points behind us. Um, granted, game in hand, but I just think Barrow, similar to what we experienced a few seasons ago, don't necessarily have the squad depth, which might catch up with them so I think they may drop but let's make no illusions that you know prior to today they'd only conceded 20 goals in in 25 games so strong defensive unit that we put to the sword I think that buff I don't get carried away with with the four points there but it looks great I mean you know we're it's it's Mansfield Stockport us Stockport played a game more than us they played two games more than Mansfield me and us, us and Mansfield on Level peg in forty nine points. I just think now the challenge. Parky will say, "Look, you're in. You're in the top three, right? The challenge for you now is to stay there, stay there, create that gap, put the pressure on the teams below you as well as above. It's great to put the to put the pressure on above and go for that that title, but we know that we just need to be third or above. It's as simple as that. So put the pressure on above and below, create the gap and go for. It. And I just think. Going in, going into, you know, we've come through a really busy festive period, pretty well, really. You know, we didn't get the hundred percent I predicted, but it, it's gone pretty, pretty well. And I just think, I just can't see us relinquishing that third oh. spot. I, I just can't see it. I can't, you know, because even today, and, and I want to make a slight point quickly. Somebody behind me said we're going to wreck it when we went one one nil down. But for me, that term, Wrexham in it, doing a Wrexham, um, typical Wrexham, it's no longer for me associated. It's got, it's no longer has negative connotations associated to it because doing a Wrexham now is all about if you piss us off and you take the lead, we will bounce back, mostly at home. But mm. that's the thing we've got now. We've just got this sheer determination and belief that even if we'd have gone 2-0 down, there was still this belief that, we would get something from it or win it. And yeah, so doing a Wrexham to me is no longer a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned uh, our home form. So we've still got Mansfield and Stockport to to play at home. Um, away from home, we played, I think we played everyone but the top, from two in the top uh, eight. We've got to go to MK Dons and we've got to go to Crew. Um <sighs> My only fear about, and this this brings us on to Walsall, which is a match we need to talk about. Um, but my fear is when it's quite a tight ground and they're really honest and they're really pressing us. I think, I think we can come a cropper. We did at Walsall. It was the same at Accrington. Um, you know, that's when that's where I see the danger, and it doesn't have to be a top side to to do that. They just need to work us out and do, do really do a number on us. But you know, Liam, we are going to lose games, aren't we? And we we are we you know everyone is going to, and with four promotion places, it's not the end of the world that we do. And so after Walsall, I don't know what you were feeling, but I'm top of the world again now because we've had we you know we 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 bounced back with that win. Yeah, it was it certainly wasn't 
the end of the world. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest, it was a, an abject performance. Didn't enjoy watching it. That was the worst tenor I spent over Christmas, probably paying to uh, watch that on the uh, iFollow. But actually, I, I, a lot of the overreactions you see, and I know, I know it's social media and you take it with a pinch of salt, blah, blah, but it's, you know, the odd person saying, oh, is Mullin past it? Oh, Parky needs to, you know, sort his act out and all this sort of thing. And I'm just thinking, you know, like last season, okay, we it was high pressure. We had to win a lot of games in order to win the title because that's the best way to ensure promotion. But this season, I think we overachieved so far. I, w- I was going to be happy with, you know, playoff position. So for me, anything else is is a bonus. And I think you just got to keep it in perspective. And it's like Tim said, doing a Wrexham now is actually a positive thing. And I did say to someone before the match, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if after that performance, we now go on and beat Barrow, which let's be honest, was a real test with the run of games they were on. Was it 14 league games unbeaten or something like that? I thought they were going to come and potentially we were going to be in for a really tough time. I mean, we were for majority of the first half, but when we turned it on, we looked a class above today and you saw the experience and the quality of the likes of Fletcher, McLean, Mullin all came in superbly. So, yeah, we've got to we've got to be positive. Got to be happy with where we are completely. Yeah, um, don't want to dwell on Walsall too much, but but Luke Young came in. Tim, me and you were there. He didn't really grab his chance, did he? Seemed to bypass him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Um, and I don't want to get sentimental about it. I, I think he's a he's a he's a, a good squad player for us now. Um, but I think he can be a very good first team player, probably elsewhere. If, if we're being really, really honest about it, and I, I, and you know, Luke Young will will not want to play second fiddle because he's just it's just full of energy, isn't he? So yeah. he he, he want to do that somewhere else. And I think I think if any player left now, they would go massively with, with good grace. You know, he's the longest serving player at the club yeah. um, as it stands. You know, um, in the current squad, so. Yeah, I don't know. It, it 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 didn't quite happen for him, but then it didn't quite it, it didn't quite happen for a lot of players that day. To be perfectly honest, so um, you know what, yeah. Tim, it it didn't happen for Elliot Lee. I thought he probably had his worst game for us. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing, one thing that did sort of brighten that though was his new deal, which was announced with some sort of New Year pizzazz by by the club, backed up by uh, by Ryan and Rob. Both Mullin and Lee have signed new three-year deals. The Saudi move is off the table for Paul Mullin, if he even knew it was on the table. Um, what do you think, Tim? Just a good statement of intent. Do you think that's their that's their careers at, at Wrexham now? Yeah, I, I was delighted. I was also very, very annoyed that I was about to go to turn in and then realised that, oh, great. I'm now going to put that out on the socials. Oh, so, you're the real victim of. Well, yeah, I am actually, um, but no, it's it's great. It's well deserved, and ultimately, you know that that to me says you are seeing out your playing days with Wrexham. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's great. Um, I also know you. I know our guest is currently waiting, but you've glossed over the Conquer thing. I know you were trying your best. You tried your best. Um, who's a Conquer? I'm I'm not aware of him. Well, it's happening. So we'll do it quickly and briefly. Well, okay. Then... All right. All right. Great to have Mullin and Lee uh, signed up long term. If I'm being absolutely honest, I'd love to get Big Arthur signed up as well. Uh, I think that would be my perfect my perfect transfer window with maybe another striker. We've been linked with this Shankland again. It seems uh, there's been another tweet from from one of these accounts. I just texted my um, my heart supporting mate. Uh, said Shanklin, any good? And he uh, he said, yeah, he's Shankland. quality. Yeah, Shankland. Um, he says, yeah, he's quality, been in great form recently. If he leaves Hearts, we'll be in trouble. So prefer if you don't take him. Uh, all right, then, well, you know, Scottish Pete says we can't have him. Um, <laughs> then I'm sorry, that uh, that transfer is now off off the books. Scottish but Pete. Go back to a Conco, Tim. What you got for right. us? It's um, obviously a festive uh, book of a Conco is at close. So back to the chapters. Um, so I'm going to go with a, a 90s hit. So here we go. Happening. Got to build up to the chorus. Context. 20 seconds, Andy, it'll all be over, don't worry. 
What is love? After a conquo, a conquo in gold. What is love? After a conquo on loan from Arsenal. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Right, I'm going to admit our guest, uh, Tim, if you want to introduce. But um, can I just say that there wasn't a Quanko song sung at Walsall and it wasn't any of the ones that you did. Was that like a dagger to the heart, Tim? I didn't hear that. I chose not to hear it. But I, I heard a lot. Oh, it was, yeah, wake me up nice. before you go, go. Who oh, needs yeah, Foster that... yeah. when you've got a Quanko? Whatever, right? I'm not having that, but... That's an old one. And we'll get through them. We'll get through them. Anyway, coming back to our guest, which we, we've all got all of our swearing and everything out of the way. Um, so let's bring in Ollie, who is a Shrewsbury fan. He is from the Salab cast. Um, so we, yeah, we're going to hit the ground running and get into this um, into this next match. Sunday's 2 p.m. kickoff. Third round, FA Cup, um, big game. Well, it is for us. Uh, Ollie, welcome. How are you? Yep, fine. Thank you very much. You should be buzzing, didn't you? Good, um, Fleetwood, a good thrashing today. Tax yeah, dodging. We did. Yeah, I, don't, I generally don't understand how you can have a chairman in prison. Is he still actively the chairman? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he tried to offload the club to his kids. And the EFL said, what are we taking the piss, lad? Um, you're not having that. But yeah, he's still in the club. He's in, in prison. That is unbelievable. That National League title should be tainted and stripped. But there we are. That's yeah. an outcome for it's a joke. Yeah. Ollie, welcome. Um, let's just dive straight into it. Massive, massive game on Sunday. Um, Shrewsbury against Wrexham at the Crowd Meadows. Is that how we say it? Yeah, that's it? how you yeah. say it. Yeah, Crowd Meadows. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's just let's just go into it. What is the initial feeling amongst the fan base? What was the initial feeling like when it came out? Was it over like joy or a little bit of sort of trepidation? It's great, good point, good place to start. Um, don't think it would surprise you, but we would like to have played you a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, everybody would have liked to have played us a few years ago. Yeah, it was the dream tie um, when you were. You know, not doing so well in 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 the national league. Um, to be honest, it was always, you know, that oh, I'll be great to to get um to get you guys. Never happened, obviously. Um, yeah, oh, I could talk for ages about where Shrewsbury are at the moment. We're not in a great place, to be honest. So over the last like fifteen years, probably not like the exactly the best time to play us, but it's certainly not one of the worst. Um, we've really really struggled for goals this season. Um, we haven't had a very good festive win period. Got a good result today, um, but yeah, it's a bit of a yeah. It's 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 going to be an interesting one because obviously she guys know better than me. You're doing well at the moment, and you're on a bit of a crest of a wave. You're building momentum. Um, you've got a good team. Um, obviously, we are in League One, but for me, this is going to be a feisty game, um, and I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a tough match and for both sides as well. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. And yeah, not exactly the one that we wanted. I did make a joke in our in our podcast WhatsApp group about if we got you guys and then it happened. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Yeah. I mean, obviously I saw what you you put out before with your, your, is it your defender, Tom Flanagan. Tom Flanagan, yeah. yeah. About him saying, well, I think he's kind of like trying to put a, a sort of brave face on the fact is like well they're a league two side and they were semi pro footballers. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know if he got lost in translation that he was trying to say that we played teams that were semi pro as opposed to us being semi pro. I think he was saying that. that. I think he he knows football well enough. Most people know that national league is a fashionable division in all, all yeah. sense of purposes these days. I mean, having been in a national league for so long, a few of us me included, were quite guilty of the fact of, of saying, well, there's not that much difference between League 2 and the National League. And then we got up, got promoted, got walloped, opened the game this season against MK Dons, had a couple of hairy moments early doors before acclimatising. So we kind of get the feeling that, you know, there is a gap. Is that a no is there a noticeable gap in League 1 to League 2 as far as you're aware, as far as you've noticed? Yeah, so we went up and down a couple of few times. So we went up in 2014-15, um, and then came back down again. I think the gap then was much bigger 
like just you just saw it. You like it, I'm sure you guys have seen it as well over the last kind of ten years. Just the physique of the players was different. Um, you know, League One players were much trimmer, um, and the professionalism of League One has just continued. And there is a difference. Obviously, if you look at historic history, you know, Bolton did well in League Two, did well in League One. Chester, Chester, um, Stephen is doing well this season, but then you look at your Carlisles. You know, they did well last season, but they're they're a really poor team. Um, and I think there is a gap. Um, for me, it's probably be if you guys, you know, likely you guys will get promoted from League Two at some point with investment going into your team. Um, you will have to strengthen. And there's probably a few members of your team today who are ready for League One, but there is a gap. Um, not just in terms of you know the the players, um, the physic, you know the the kind of the, the training that they have, um, the the standards as well, you know the standards of the stadiums, the pitches, and all that kind of stuff. For me, there is a gap. It's not huge. It's not as big as the Championship to League One, um, but there is a gap. Yeah, I thought you might say that, which gives us a little bit of. No, no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it would give us some sort top of, of League One is insane. Like, yeah, the top of League One, like especially last year. Like the top of League One is so elite. Um, it is it is really, really elite. Um, and you've got teams in there with like some really, really good players. Um, to get out of League One is really tough and you have to spend like I can't I'm fascinated to see how much Ipswich spent probably maybe 10 million plus in wage bill to get out of League One. And then you look at it is insane. Like it is insane. And you look at like the, the breadth of League One. Um, in terms of income and stuff, it is a it's an insane division. You look at the top of there, now you've got Pompey, 20,000 fans, billion, um, billionaire owner. Um, you've got to be a billionaire to start getting into League One Championship and not alone, not not just a millionaire. Wow. Well, if Rob, Ryan, if you're listening, I <laughs> hope your billionaire friends because they're going to be needed. And before we get, before we dig into the kind of the rivalry between the clubs, obviously, well, everybody knows about it, well documented. Where would you say your team's strengths and weaknesses are? Like anything obvious that, because I'm sure you'll ask me the question later on, um, just in terms of where where you're worried and where you're not in terms from, from your own from your own side. Yeah, it's it's our strength, our better players, so players that have played at a higher level. Um, Shay Dunkley is a really good central defender uh, and played in, in championship for Sheffield Wednesday. A really good leader will win. It'll be if you do go long balls. He he's got one of the best aerial abilities and you know stats in the division for winning headers. Um, so if you do go long ball, that is a strength for us. Um, goalkeeper, we've got a goalkeeper who is amazing at shot stopping and saving, top end for League One, but his distribution and stuff isn't great. Um, and we are going through a bit of an injury, well, huge injury crisis. We had eleven players injured at one point this season. I mean, going into November. So we've got some good players spotted around the team. Our weakness is our strikers, um, not just in terms of, you know, it's too easy to say, oh, we've got bad strikers, we don't score. It's obviously it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, but yeah, going forward is our big weakness. We are we have scored, scored so few goals this season. It is it's crazy. We scored three goals in 13 away games in League One. Um, but at home, we are much, much better. Right. Okay. Intriguing. If I offered you a draw right now on Sunday, would you take it? No. <laughs> we Just a straight up. We want to go to racehorse ground again. I love that. Nah, not happening. Loads of people have said, yeah, I'd love to get them back here. Because obviously a lot lot of fans missed out on tickets, as you can imagine. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just carnage. Um, but go, going back to the rivalry, obviously it's, it goes back forever. We haven't played you in a very long time. I remember that the last time we did play you there, it ended in horrendous circumstances from my point of view things have changed dramatically for both clubs then obviously a long time ago was it 2008 I want to say something like that yeah, yeah. it's yeah, when you got relegated wasn't it so it's was 2008 yeah 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 deservedly so unfortunately it was a bad bad team bad time um where where do you place it because I mean is it one of those where and we, we, we've spoken to fans of other clubs but you know the, the tram is and the crews and, and whatnot and they're like it's nice Annoyingly, it's nice to have you back in the division because crew have got Port Vale, granted, but it's still only 40 minutes to Wrexham. Tranmere, same distance and time, you know. So is that is it a similar begrudging sort of begrudging annoyance from sort of Shrewsbury fans that if you do come back in the division, then it's probably gonna be better from than I don't know, Hereford or whatever it may be. 
Yeah, in terms of who is our biggest rival, Wrexham is by far our biggest rival. Um, we've had, yeah, we've had Chester when they were in the football league, weren't they? Um, and then we had obviously when we had one year in the conference, and then we've had yeah Hereford when Graham Turner was there, and they had their time, and we have you know, you know, a lot of coppers when we play Port Vale, and um, you know, Warsaw's never nothing. Warsaw's a nothing real game. You might get some some people drinking a bit and a bit of please aggro, but it's not a a rivalry. Um, I'd say our only rivalry is, is with Wrexham. Um, and obviously wow. that's subdued over the last 15 years with you guys mm. being the non-league. And it's really interesting. I'm in some, like lots of different football chats and stuff. And I was chatting to people about rivalry. It's I think it's a really interesting discussion. What is a rivalry? And I think a rivalry can only really exist if you play each other regularly. Mm. Think of like, you know, let's not, let's, go, let's not go to like Premier League level, but like Ipswich and Norwich. They've, I looked at the numbers because I'm a bit of a loser and they've played each other twice as many times as we've played you guys. Right. So that's, I think for me, I think rivalry, you need that, um, you need to regularly play each other. You know, I've got some friends, got a, a guy I know I've known for a long time. He's a four-lift driver in, in the Kellogg's factory. He's the right. only Shrewsbury fan. Um, so there's a couple of people I know who know Wrexham. And, but yeah, as soon as the draw came, Wrexham have always been the number one shoot. You know, you might have different opinions, doesn't really change our perception of it. Um, but it's interesting. I was thinking of this on the, of the game today. There was a few Wrexham chants in the game today. But over the course of the last 10 years, it was very few, very, very, very few. So we might yeah. do a Rex and chant, I don't know, once in a blue moon yeah. because you because you have disappeared. Like I've, I've done the podcast for eight years now, and I'd say for the first five years until Rob and Ryan took over, not one Rex and fan messaged me. Yeah. And then it's got to get a little bit noisier and a bit noisier and a bit noisier over the last few years. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what your perspective of it is, but yeah, Wrexham is definitely Shrewsbury's biggest rival. Um, I think we've we've missed playing you, but then mm. at the same time we haven't um, we haven't minded you being in non-league and struggling. Um, but at the same time, for me, I don't want to. I've never wanted a team to go bust and anything like that because you know that for me that's not that's not that's not good sport. Um, so I think it's it's good that you're going to get back into the divisions. I mean, it's just a shame from a Shrewsbury perspective. I'm very honest. It's a shame from Shrewsbury perspective you've got very wealthy owners um, and very savvy owners. You know, we're sponsored by Proud Met Marketing. Never heard of them before. You're sponsored by TikTok and Expedia and United Airlines. So, yeah, it's not just who owns you. It's the, it's the kind of the, the, the resources you guys are tapping into. So I think that's why it makes it a little bit different. I think maybe if you're coming up back into the league on your own esteem, Maybe that'd be a little bit different, but yeah, I think mm. yeah, we were very very aware that you guys are, are, are just flying up the league. You know, what? I've got an index of hate um, at the top by far. <laughs> it's Chester, <laughs> and I don't. But you're I, never going to play them again, are you? Yeah, but, but, I, but, but, I yeah, but we might though. We might. What you're saying, Ollie, what you just said then about Wrexham being out the leap and then suddenly coming back, and you yeah. don't mind we're going to play him in like the third round of the FA Cup one day as long as you get to squish him, you know, Grandy. Um, but you know, I know what you mean about not really playing. I mean, I, I've, I've been to Gay Medal once. I think it was the, the match. Tim, you were there as well when Lee Jones scored late on. So that must have been late nineties. Young kid by that by then. Yeah, but two thousand one, that I think. Yeah, was it? But I think. Rivalry-wise, it's always been Chester. But then I do take on what you're saying about, you know, how, what, what you're playing regularly. Because over the last couple of seasons, it's probably been County. And before that, it was Fleetwood. And, you know, you always sort of pick up a, a sort of rivalry. It doesn't have to be sort of close to you. Um, I, we had I, that with Charlton for a little bit for a few years. We kept playing them in, like, playoffs and stuff. And we had a few aggro games of them. And, yeah, you can have short-lived rivalries going yeah, yeah, and I think we're sort of we're trying to sort of shrug off county, but it, it's a bit hard at the moment because mm -hmm. they keep coming through us. I'd I'd love to, I'd love to rekindle our sort of hatred of you guys, and I think I think we are going to be knocking around the same leagues for for the next couple of years. So you know, there's always a there's always a chance we can we can rekindle that. But it's you know, it's nice to know you hated really because you know I, I think for some hate reason might be a strong word. But yeah, I get what oh, yeah, you're yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, Hereford really can't stand us, and they and, can't and stand can't us work, either. Yeah, I can't work out nobody why. Nobody can, nobody can stand us anymore. Now, when we play Millwall, inevitably in the future, it's going to be the most hated club derby, basically between us and them. Great. 
Yeah, but also Tranmere hate us quite a bit more than more than they mm. should. Stockport, for for example, we don't know where that rivalry's come from. We don't. We're not really. We're not really that bothered about by them, are they? Are, are we? But um, anyway, coming back to it, I, I want to sort of slightly change it. Now we got a player called Ryan Barnett who um, has showed flashes for us. I think he's been injured this season, but I think we've got a player there. Now, he obviously started with you guys. Why didn't he make it there? Because he seemed to have all the sort of raw ingredients to to, to really sort of shine at, at sort of a, a League One, League Two level. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I thought this one, might, this one might come up. Ryan Barnett, and this happened, I ended up having this debate or argument with a lot of Shrewstown fans about players we release. And Ryan Barnett left Shrewsbury in League One to go and play for Solly Moore. And no one else took him. And he's played, what, 10 games in League Two? Yeah. So while, you know, we've had players that have left us, like Tom Bradshaw went to Warsaw, then now he's placed in Championship. Um, God, there's a guy that went to Burnley and played in the Premier League, but I can't think of his name now, who we let go. Um, and then he worked his way back into the Premier League. Um, very rarely, you know, you let a player go and in brutal terms, he just wasn't good enough for League One. And that makes it much harder. And you'll find this as well as you go through the leagues. It's much harder to get youth players to come into your first team when you're in League One. Um, in recent years, we've only really had, we've lost a player to Newcastle this summer called Hearns, who's supposed to be really good, which is a real shame. Um, your, um, I think it was actually Sean Harvey that set up that beautiful rule where basically Premier League teams can steal our players for free. Um, and then the last player we had was Connor Goldson, who played for Rangers, and Ryan Woods, who went, who's played in the Championship as well. And there just hasn't been many. So it's kind of long, a long-winded answer to your question. He, unfortunately, he just wasn't good enough to play for us at the time. Um, and then yeah. he left, and then he, he went, went and played for Solihull. Yeah, sometimes people have to drop a few levels. And sometimes you need to yeah. leave. Yeah, you need yeah. to leave. It's really bugging me. I can't remember who that player was because you'd recognise the name. He played, scored goals in the Premier League. Um, it's probably on like 50, 60K. Um, he was when he was at Watford and and Burnley. Um, but yeah, sometimes you need to leave, don't you? That change of environment can kind of spur a player on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Gray, was it? Did yeah. Gray? Yeah, Andre yeah. Gray, right. Yeah, yeah, he had loads of trouble. I don't really know much about it, but I think he had a lot of trouble um, with like, I don't know, you can imagine trouble. I was to say the trouble. I don't really know the details of it. Um, and then, yeah, left Shrewsbury, probably a bit of a kick up the backside and then went to non-league, didn't he? Then went back to Premier League. Yeah, and sort of rebuilt himself. Now, I think when when um, when Barnett was sort of coming through, you had a manager who we knew quite well, um, Samuel the Snake <laughs> Ricketts. Now we've had him on the podcast, and he was actually really engaging, really sort of really sort of sound fella. But we didn't think that at the time when you came and, and poached it, poached him from us. I mean, how do you sort of reflect on that? I mean, did he do? Do well for you? Was he a bit unlucky or no? Okay, fair enough. Um, Set me right here, Ollie. He's a very lovely man. He brought me and um, Glenn, who I used to do the podcast with, um, who sadly died um, just over a year ago. Um, he brought me and Glenn an ice cream, so I can't, you know, he can't be that bad a guy. And we did a podcast with him, um, and he's a lovely guy. We had a couple of meetings with like small fan groups with him. He seemed like a lovely bloke. Um, I did feel a little bit sad. I kind of I wasn't very original, but I coined the phrase Ricketts ball and it got so popular that it was like on every week everyone's using the term on Beauty Shropshire. Um in real simple terms, he was rubbish. Um he was a really, <laughs> really bad football manager. Um lovely, lovely bloke, but an awful football manager. Um couldn't and we just remember me, it was in COVID and me and Glenn did a live podcast and we're away at Ipswich and we're winning one nil. And on the 80th minute, I said, we'll lose. And we did. We lost 2-1. And the team just had no game plan. He couldn't do anything. So, yeah, we probably did you a favour there, to be honest. Um, because, yeah, he just wasn't... Glad he didn't at the time. No. Because we were flying. Doing and then, really uh, well, and yeah. Shit. But, yeah. And it was, for us, that was the Paul Hurst kind of bug where we basically wanted to pick up another manager who's done well in the lower leagues. Um, when, we, when we went for him, um, yeah, for me, it was a bit of a mistake in the end. But you never know, do you? That's crazy. Good times. Um, yeah, God. How long ago was that? 2018, wasn't it, I think? No, right. 2019 or 20, something like that. You're 19, right. maybe. Yeah, he didn't yeah. last long. Jesus. And we did, actually. He lasted a season and a half. Um, but he, had the, he was in the COVID season. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of saved him a bit. Because uh, we finished 16th in inverted commas. Um, and then the next season, we were rubbish. He now runs the Builders Merchants. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's got out of the game completely. Mad. Wild times. Um, so, yeah, just coming back to to the game, it's, it's likely to sell out, is it? Is the capacity about 8,500, is it? 10. 10,000. 10, it's like 9,990 9, or something like that. And there's like okay. 1,700 or something like that in the away end. Right. Okay. Um, so that will be sold out. I know it's live on S4C for, for anybody who didn't get a ticket. Um I mean, in terms of the, 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 you mentioned that you've got a long injury list. We've, we've had something similar as well. Um, are there any of those players that are coming back that you think will will, will come back in time for Sundays? Anybody that that you're desperate to shoehorn back into that side where it's needed, especially up top? Yeah, Tom Bayless. Um, he's a really good midfielder. Um, signed for Preston for a million pounds, and then didn't do so well at Preston, and we picked him up. He's a good midfielder, um, so hopefully he'll be back. And we've got loads of injured players on loan, which is really frustrating. So I'm not sure when they'll be back. So I don't think don't think there'll be anyone. Well, Shaha, who's a centre-back we signed from Barnsley, he's been really good, actually. Less than a centre-back. He come in. Um, so but I don't think there'll be anyone in time for Sunday. Um, the only thing that might happen is we, we are trying to sign under a few players. Um, but I don't... Matt Taylor don't think he would throw someone in. I don't think it's really a very good idea to throw someone in unless we sign an absolute superstar. Um, I don't really expect too many changes for Sunday. And in terms of style of play, is there, is there an obvious style of play that you go for? Can you mix it up? What sort of formation do you go for? Style of play? Um, <laughs> utter dog shit. Um, <laughs> like we are like... Away at Burton, I've never seen a team just hoof it constantly. Right, it was unbelievable. Um, Shrewsbury Town fans were chanting, uh, "Matt Taylor, your football shit." Oh. Um, um, it was that bad, and we've we've like how we've got this many points and be thirteenth in League One is just unbelievable. Well, there was a point. I think we were. I think it was in October or November, maybe even early November. Every goal we'd scored earned us points. We hadn't wasted a single goal. We beat right. Derby, we beat Fleetwood, we got like loads of got managed to pick up loads of points. So, but then today we played some good stuff. We played much better today. We do play much, much better at home. Um, if it was away at your place, I'd have a give zero, zero hope because it is at home that does give us some hope. So our style of play is probably similar to Parkinson, quite direct, get the ball forward. Um, the, the challenge we have is you don't really have target men like you do. Um, but we do have some players midfield. Perry midfield is a good player. Tom Bayliss is a good player. So we do have some footballers and we did show a bit more style and a bit more creativity um, today. How is um, Ryan... Sorry, just to cut in. How is Ryan uh, Bowman getting on? Because I feel like he's a player we've encountered a few times in, in sort of non-league football. I'm just wondering how he's getting on in the football league. He did all right at Exeter in League 2. Um Without being too harsh, he's not really League One standard. Um, his contract went up in the summer, and we signed him back. And the, we truly had a very, very turbulent summer, um, and still kind of having the aftermath of that still now. Um, so I think we picked him up as he's a bit of a solid performer. He's not going to score many goals. He does work hard, um, but for me, he's not. Yeah, he's he's not irreplaceable at all. Um, so he's yeah, he's certainly not one of our star men. If you could pick either. She's be to beat Wrexham and not and she's be not to go up, or she's be to go up and lose to Wrexham. Which one would you pick? Well, getting promoted out of League One is so far away from my well, let's just, let's but, just... but, but, but I'd want to be. I was talking to someone as a fans today, so I answered differently. But yeah, I said to some fans around me, "Would you be happy to have shit football for the rest of the year and just survive and but beat Wrexham?" And everyone said yes, very much so. So we we don't think we're going to get relegated this year because League One is dreadful this year. But we really, really, I think it's always funny rivalries. You don't want to lose. I don't want to go to racecourse ground either. So obviously I only want us to win, but I really, really don't want us to lose to you guys because that was just absolutely dreadful. Andy, Liam, Andy. What, what, um, if... I've just got one last question. Um, I've not been to the well, I, was asking, I was asking that question to you two first in oh, the interest of fairness. Sorry, what is it? So yeah, but Wrexham go up or lose to Shrewsbury or beat Shrewsbury and Wrexham to miss oh, we'll out. We'll just go up. I don't give a f- <laughs> you get promoted. 
We're in a slightly different boat in the respect yeah. of I think we have got the resources whereby if we did go up that we could yeah, I'm not I'm not saying we we'd ace League One because you know, as you rightly say, it's a it's a different prospect. But yeah, I could I could take put it this way, I could take losing to Shrewsbury and going up, albeit I do work with a few Shrewsbury fans these days, so that could be interesting. Yeah, you're a border straddler, aren't you, Liam? I was joking with yeah. Tim. This is the first time I've ever spoken to a Wrexham fans. I'm speaking to three at once. <laughs> we, we like to gang I bu- up. I bumped into some Shrewsbury fans at Telford Services on the way back from Walsall. And um, <laughs> it's quite funny, this old fellow with a massive Shrewsbury scarf looked at me, saw my Wrexham hat, and he's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I was like, I, I, looked, I looked at his scarf and went, yep. And he goes, you're going to tear us a new arsehole on Sunday. That said, it sounded like you were pretty shit today. I was like, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a good assessment, really. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good occasion, I think. Ollie, can I just ask you something about the ground? Because I've not been to the new one. Um, I don't. I think a lot of Wrexham fans probably haven't. Anything we should know? Anything? I mean, is there pubs around there? I mean, just Walsall caught me out on, on Wednesday, that's all. Because I sort of I sort of rocked up and went, right, what am I going to do? Oh, go to Pets at Home. Seemed to be the only thing I, I could do, really. So is there any better? Rent? No, unfortunately, obviously, we've take, been taken from a absolutely glorious location, not in terms of flooding, but in terms of pubs. Obviously, at the Old K Meadow was amazing for that. The new one is, is really tough. And for away fans, it's pretty, pretty poor, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure. If, yeah. I'm, I imagine they'll be serving alcohol to you guys on the ground. It would be a shame not to. Um, but, um, yeah, in terms of a match day experience, the new ground isn't that great, to be honest. Sorry, I can't tell you anything better than that. I've got visions of, of, of Andy tipping up in Walsall now with like a gerbil or a hamster. There is a fan zone. So so if, if we if you were, I don't know, if you weren't Wrexham and you were, I don't know, Gillingham or any other team, I'd say, yeah, come to the fan zone. Um, there'd be like, you can go to the fan zone. There's a load of like burger bars and stuff and the, like a bottle bar and there's a bar at the back as well. But obviously this is going to be different. So I think on a normal match day experience, you would be able to come have a drink, mingle with Shrewsbury fans. Um, but but given this is Shrewsbury Wrexham, I imagine there'll be a, 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 a hundred coppers standing between us, um, and probably at, not serving you any alcohol. Least. At the very least, I think. Um, but yeah, it should be should be interesting. Should we should we should we do some predictions, Andy, for this one? I think. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go into it. Um, we just got one game next week, haven't we? It's just it's just Shrewsbury, isn't it? Just she's. You say just she's. Really, I know it's, it's, it's a big one. It is. It's a big yeah. one, I, and I am looking forward to it. I've managed to get a ticket. Um, first time I've been to this ground, uh, and so you know I'm going to drive up. I'm so I probably won't need a pint. I'll just do the park don't, and ride. Don't, don't, don't do the park and ride. That's, that's mm. the mistake. I no, did. don't do park and ride. I'll what? message you where to park. I'll do you a favour. Uh, oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> I did right. the park and ride last time we played there, and it was just horrible because I. No, you don't want to do that. You, you just want to yeah. park and walk. Drive on okay. that. That's good. So some good insider knowledge here. Right. Tim, do you want to go first? What's your prediction? And yeah. uh, no, I reckon we, we give it to our guest of honor first and then we'll then we'll do ours. So we'll we'll throw it okay. to as seeing as he doesn't want to replay. <laughs> so I can see um I always do I won't just say scores. I can see Mullins Mullins scoring early on to, and you'll get really happy and excited. So you score after like 10 minutes. And then we'll score just before half time, and we've got a big knack of scoring in extra time. So we had a great moment last season where Bolton fans were taking the piss and saying we should have gone Christmas shopping, and Shay Dunkley scored in the ninety-sixth minute to win. Um, so for me, that would be the glorious um, kind of cherry on the cake. So yeah, we you guys score first, but then we score in extra time to win the game and go through to next round. So that's Tim, in advance. Um, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, just just harping on about the, the being decent extra time. We're talking about first half extra time after a long injury, then we've smashed it after today. So with Shrewsbury born Stephen Fletcher at the helm, hat-trick hero, I think I, I, I want to have this belief, even though we're nowhere near as good away as we are from home, I think there is enough bodies back on the line to get through this game. Um, and I think we will win 3-1 I think I know yeah I just look my heart's really my heart's really my head 
There's I've one thing I didn't watched. want to say. Like, we're not doing very well, and I think it'd be really interesting for you guys to see it, and it'd be maybe fascinating to chat afterwards. But we're not very good, but we do have some League One players, and it's gonna be really interesting to see whether you're you've probably got one at least one League One player in your team. But yeah, is your how we really? I think we're a really good marker for you guys to see how good you are versus uh, what Shrewsbury's a pretty poor League One side. Sorry to jump in there. <laughs> Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, we we always sort of think that Parkinson is trying to buy two leagues ahead. So when he was in the conference, he was trying to buy the League One standard players. But you don't really see that until until you actually come up against a, a better team. Now, all I would say is last season against Sheffield United, we were brilliant in two in two games, and we really stood toe to toe with them. And I think the the cup does bring it out in us because there is that added added sort of profile for it and our sort of star men do like to shine a little bit more more there I still think it's going to be a draw <laughs> I can't get one each out of my out of my head and, and I think we'll hopefully beat you in the replay so I'm going to go for one each Liam I was going to go for exactly the same as you Andy I haven't seen many derby no, if I games. put my hand in the fire Liam yeah when 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 do you want to do it now or yeah okay you go first yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was going to say one all just because I can count the number of sort of derby type games that I've enjoyed on on one hand, and I can just see this being a quite a tight, testy affair. Um, not the most attractive to watch, which will be great for the viewers on uh, on S four C. So I just think it's going to be a one all draw, and we'll go back to the race course and win it. Okay, a lot. I'll just find out. That... The the draw for the next round will be made on Sunday at around five past four after the City Chelsea game. So I wasn't sure if it was made before or after. So um yeah, we knew beforehand, didn't we? I think last time. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was the extra extra kind of incentive. So it'll be interesting. Um so we got one one predicted Shrewsbury win, one predicted Wrexham win, and two sit on the fence with your splinters in your ass draws. Um, two hands in the fire. Two, um, two right. one in the bush. Right, I think I think that's it, guys. I think I've summed it up for for this week. Thanks very much for for listening, and uh, we'll join you after the Shrewsbury match next week. Don't lose, Parky. Don't lose. Cheers, thank you very much. Bye bye. Cheers, everyone.